Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amin Reina and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And as an investment coach, what I do is I help new and existing investors who want to become more financially independent but feel totally intimidated and confused by the whole investing concept, the whole investing process. They either don't know where to start with the investing in terms of how to invest or they've been investing for a while and they're just not making any traction or just not generating the returns they, they hope to generate. So what I do as an investment coach is I teach people and I engage with people on how to make more educated investment decisions. So ultimately that they can achieve a certain level of financial freedom in their lives and achieve it with confidence. So this is Stock Talk. This is my little podcast slash video uh, program that I have here that I like to talk about where I chime in on various investing concepts uh, that I'm seeing out there in the market and talk about some of my own personal investment decisions on how I go about making them, really for the purpose of just sharing with you and hopefully you take some nuggets of information here and nuggets of ideas and bring them into your own um, framework in terms of how you make investment decisions. So this is episode, wow, this is episode 80, the big 8-0. And uh, today I had a whole bunch of stuff I was ready to talk to you about, uh, about some uh, some research out there in terms of various diff- uh, terms of styles of investing and some investing concepts. I was all ready to talk about that, but uh, I actually had to, I'm actually tearing up the script. I'm actually going to do that all in another, in a future episode, uh, because some serious um, news, breaking news uh, has occurred today. And uh, usually I, I kind of don't really take them, you know, they're important, but today, I think today was kind of like uh, almost a game changer moment in terms of uh, from an investing side in terms of how you make some uh, some investing decisions. And really what it comes down to, the, the, the breaking news out there was the the announcement this morning of Amazon um, paying about $13 billion to take over Whole Foods. And the first thing I know, as, as people, if you've been listening to my podcast and following my blogs on my website, uh, sageinvestors.ca, you'll know that I've been... Um, an investor in Whole Foods. I have uh, on several occasions bought and sold the stock and I actually just recently sold it uh, almost a few months ago. And so when I first heard the news, I was going, crap, why did I sell it? And uh, and uh, so that was the first reaction that I had to it. But then after, you know, for after a second there, that, but that's investing, right? Like you just, these things happen, right? Sometimes you just sell too early and you leave money on the table and that's what it is. And that's, an occupational hazard with with investing, um, but I got over that pretty fast um, because I knew for the fact when I sold Whole Foods um, a couple months ago, I made about twenty, I forget almost twenty four percent, twenty five percent on the stock. So um, you know I I did all right with it. So I'm not uh, not shedding too many tears on it. But really, what it comes down to though, uh, what's really to me is, is significant about this uh, about this deal is it just there's so many different levels of wow um, by this deal. And it could have ramifications in terms of how you know, we're doing business, in terms of certain industries, in terms of, in terms of how we look at some of these companies now, and ultimately how we look at some of these stocks. So I think to me it was almost, I look at this, uh, what happened today as, as very much a game changer kind of moment. So I try to make some notes. I literally, I've just scratched out all my notes here. So I'm going to be just reading off my notes in terms of what, what I what I think about this deal and what are the ramifications of, of that. So, first thing I thought about that jumped out at me is, 
here is an online, like Amazon's all about online sales, online retail. It is the juggernaut, the dominant, you know, it's them and Alibaba are pretty much the juggernauts of online uh, retail on, on the planet. So it's an interesting move that an online retailer like an Amazon has gone out and bought literally a bricks and mortar, um, a traditional company, a traditional business. So that's one, that's, that's a big kind of game changer. And I know there's a lot of people out there that have said that Amazon at some point is going to have to get out of the virtual world and get into the hard assets kind of world um, because it's going to need it to survive, to really be a long-term dominant entity. And so this is really their first foray. They've kind of nibbled around the edges a little bit, but this is their first foray into kind of buying a traditional company in that sense. So that's a big that's a that to me is a a move, and that's gonna you know trickle down. Like other online retailers are gonna say, you know what, um, maybe we need to have hard assets. We need to have kind of boots on the ground kind of services that we have to offer. So that's one side of it. Uh, a significant move on it. Another significant move is they bought a grocery company. They bought a food company. So Amazon, they've kind of been nibbling around the edges about offering kind of a food service, being in the grocery, they've, out there, they've been out there talking about doing it. They've kind of piloted some stores where you literally don't even have cashiers. You just walk in, take your food and walk out and literally some for, through some element of technology, you've paid your bill and it's itemized everything and paid your bill. They are testing that stuff. But so the fact of the matter, they're buying and they're not just buying some kind of little dorky company here. This is Whole Foods is a serious player in, in, in the grocery business. And what they're getting is access to an incredible distribution channel. As I said, this company, like Whole Foods, is not a dorky little company. They are a well-established, best-of-breed market leader in the grocery business. And so that's an element. They've got that instant distribution network. And it's not just, you know, stores. They have stores that are positioned in very strategic areas, very prime upper upper middle uh, income um, type neighborhoods. Um, they're not like just sitting in warehouses and all that. So they have now access to an incredible distribution network, a food distribution network. So now all of a sudden this company, Amazon, is now a player in the grocery business and in the food distribution business. And that's a big deal. So they've pretty much what they're telling us is that they're going all in on this and they're going hard, and they're going to be going hard at companies like Walmart, Costco, traditional companies here, like up here in Canada, the Loblaws of the world, the Safeways of the world, um, Metro's, uh, Metro Richelieu of the world, uh, Sobeys. Like they, they are putting them on notice now, saying, hey, we're going after some of your business. So that's a, a game changer moment right there. Um, the, the other element of two is, is it's, Bought Whole Foods. To me, Whole Foods, and again, I've talked about this in my in my previous posts and analysis, is that I think Whole Foods is very much a luxury brand. It is clearly they've targeted sort of that upper income foodie gourmet uh, um, segment out there that want high quality, natural, healthy foods, and they've been they are best of breed. They know this better than anybody. Now, granted, Wall Street and Bay Street hate the company uh, in the sense because they're losing their margins because other companies are now other grocery uh, stores are coming into play, offering a similar kind of uh, product line in terms of organics and health, health more health focused, natural, fresh food kind of thing, and that's whittled away at uh, Whole Foods uh, market share. But make no mistake about it. They're, they're, to me. Whole Foods is a luxury brand. And so Amazon, one of their kind of voids when you look at the company 
in terms of what their offering is and their product offering is they don't have a lot in terms of luxury exclusive um, type products. Mainly because a lot of those luxury brands don't want to sell on Amazon because they want to have keep their exclusivity factor. They want to, you know, Louis Vuitton is not going to sell on Amazon because they want to, because then it would just dilute the brand. And if it's just everywhere mass marketing, as tempting as it is, it would just dilute the brand. So a lot of companies, uh, especially on the luxury side of it, don't want to go there and don't want to kind of associate themselves with, with, with Amazon. So what Amazon has done is that by buying Whole Foods, they've kind of like, it's their first foray into that luxury segment. And so that's a big deal. And that's gonna have, it's gonna have, um, it's gonna be really interesting to see how things respond, how people respond, how organizations respond to it. So these are the, these are the elements right now. For me, when I, when I think about what's happened here, these are just, these are kind of game changer modes. These are gonna have kind of really um, earth shattering kind of impacts in terms of that whole retail side of, of the business. Um, so the questions now, the questions that I, I think we have to ask ourselves is, what are they gonna do with it? What are they gonna do with Whole Foods? Are they gonna keep it as a separate entity and still continue to build up and kind of build up the, the scale of it being kind of that exclusive upper level, targeting upper level to upper level income kind of brands offering more higher level, higher product, high quality kind of foods? Are they just gonna kind of let it kind of do its own thing? Or are they gonna just kind of bring it in and did they buy the company for that or did they buy it to kind of, did they just buy it, the distribution network? Um, so now, all of a sudden now, they have access to real estate in really prime areas. Are they gonna just kind of water down the Whole Foods kind of brand offering value proposition and integrate their own product lines, their own services uh, around those locations? Are they gonna leverage those distribution channels so that they can become a bigger player in offering more mainstream kind of uh, grocery products and or their other um, uh, products, billions and billions of products that they offer out there? That's gonna be an interesting question. That's kind of like the iffy question around there. So it's really, um, you know, to me, it's really like there's so many different levels of, of this move and from a strategic pattern, which is fascinating, which I'm really interested in. And as an investor, so now here we go. As, as an investor, what do we make about this? Is is taking Whole Foods, is buying Whole Foods kind of going to make them now the dominant player uh, in terms of groceries, food distribution, food sales, food retail? If that's the case, then that's good for, uh, I think it'll be good for Amazon's top line, which is their business model, but the reality is uh, groceries, the grocery business is a very low margin business. They don't make, they make profit, but they don't make crazy profit. And for Amazon, which is a very high growth, uber growth, they're obsessed with growing the top line, um, they may not get any additional uh, profit, incremental profit from buying Whole Foods, but that's not bad Amazon's business model. They've operated for decades now um, with very minimal profitability. Their business model is just being the biggest at everything. Revenue is the biggest thing. They don't really care as much about a profit. And uh, so this kind of deal um, is kind of right up their pipeline. It's interesting to know because I've done a little bit more analysis of Whole Foods is their margins, Whole Foods margins are much higher than um, other traditional type retailers in that space. So even if 
their intention was not to buy it for profit, they're probably going to get a little bit of a boost in terms of a profitability side of it um, from that side because Whole Foods is probably the best to breed in terms of uh, financial performance from that perspective, from a margin perspective um, from that. So it's really interesting and it's created some questions. As I said, this is a lot in a way disrupting the whole grocery area. And so to me, the, the, the questions that I have now is for companies like Walmart, Costco, Target, um, up here in Canada, Loblaws, Metro Richelieu, Sobeys, Empire Group, um, is this kind of a negative game changer moment for these companies? I own, uh, in my portfolio, I have Walmart in my portfolio. I was up actually, I was literally like to, uh, a week ago thinking about selling it and I was up almost 25% and today, you know, after the news, the market was down, it's down 5%. I think Target's down 10%, Cold Foods is down like 8%, I mean, uh, Costco's down 8%. So it's an interesting situation right now. I think today there's a lot of hysteria because I think it's just a knee-jerk reaction right now to things. Is like you know, whole, you know, Costco like you know under a gonna go out of business now because Whole Foods, uh, you know, Amazon's like gonna start really going hard and heavy on uh, on grocery. Hard to tell. I think it's hard to tell right now. So it's gonna be interesting now. So from an investing perspective, I'm gonna keep an eye on some of these retailers like the Targets and the WalMarts. Um, and the Costco's because they might those prices might slip down into an area into a zone that might start looking a little bit uh, appealing um, to me uh, from that perspective right now as I said I own Walmart stock and so the stock is down it was 79 it's now down to 74 I haven't checked it uh, of late um, so now I'm starting to think you know what maybe is this should I get out of Walmart right now or should I just buy more because um, is what's going on right now just very knee-jerk very much hysteria um, a lot of emotional kind of uh, reactions are, are coming in on this move um, this is one of those these are kind of these moments as investors where we're just kind of do it from a you know the emotional side of it kind of pulls you back and forth and it's tough how do you make a decision or you just stand back sometimes the best decisions you make are the ones where you don't do anything so this is the kind of a dilemma that I'm in. This is the kind of decision moment that I'm facing personally in my portfolio. And uh, as you know, I always comment and I'm very transparent on what I do with my decisions. And so, uh, you know, if you want, just follow me on Twitter. On uh, my handle is at Sage Investors because I tweet all my uh, investment decisions in real time, so you can check it out there. Or you can, uh, you know, in subsequent blog posts, I'm going to probably talk a little bit about. Um, my decision, whatever I do, even my decision to stand pat on, on holding uh, Walmart because of this uh, deal, um, you know, check it out. Keep, keep following me. The best way you actually can do it is just subscribe to my newsletter because I'll be putting everything, I'll post everything up there uh, every Wednesday and sending it out to you in an email format. So you can go to my website and uh, click on the subscribe button and you can sign up for my, uh, for my weekly email uh, in the loop newsletter. Um, so yeah, I really thought this was a big deal and usually I don't get too excited about mergers and you know these type of things, but to me there's so many levels of impacts that, this, that I think this type of deal is gonna have um, on there. Another one I can think of at the top of my head is with this move to buy a bricks and mortar uh, company and also the real estate that goes behind it, it's interesting because we're seeing a lot of malls now sitting idle, are shutting down, just getting torn down. There's a lot of real estate sitting out there is this kind of move by Amazon going to trigger other online retailers to consider adopting some kind of bricks and mortar presence in their business model? And so it's going to be interesting to see some of these like real estate investment trusts that hold these 
um, you know, own these properties, these malls, shopping malls and places like that, are they going to see a little bit of a bump now um, by a potential other companies looking for real estate portfolios or looking for a footprint uh, out there? So again, another level of, of, of intrigue um, that has been brought to play. So I just wanted to share with you uh, some stuff real time, what I'm thinking uh, about this deal. Um, be interested to hear what you hear. I'd love to hear your ta- your take on it. You can send me, uh, you can go on my, as I said, you can go on Twitter, at Sage Investors, offer some takes on there. Um, what else do you need? You can contact me through my website, sageinvestors.ca. And if you have any questions about this or comments, I'd love to hear about, about it. Um, have any questions about my uh, my coaching service where I teach people about investing? I have some online courses that I uh, that I teach people uh, some various elements in terms of buying stocks and ETFs. You can just jump on my website and uh, and uh, look, get some more information and uh, drop me a line and ask me some questions. Uh, what else have I got? Uh, I got an announcement. Special announcement. Also have a special announcement here. This part I was going to talk about anyway. No matter what was going to happen. Um, my next webinar. It's good to go. I hopefully, <laughs> the last one I had to cancel because my kid got sick and well, just a whole bunch of stuff going on. So just a bad time. But, um, and that webinar was on ETFs and I'm going to schedule that for some probably in July or August. But I wanted to do this other one because I kind of had it lined up to, to, to go um, for June. And that is uh, my next webinar, which is going to be on June 27th uh, at 12 noon Eastern Daylight Time, lunchtime type thing. Uh, free webinar, and I'm going to talk about uh, finding your investing path. I've done this one in the past, and I, I want to do it again because uh, I like this one. It's I think there's a lot of people out there that are looking to start investing, and they just don't know where to start. They, they go out and they buy stocks. They open up the bank account. They open up an RSP. They open up a TFSA, a Roth IRA. They set up a brokerage account. They got all these things going on. They got all this access to research, and they just sort of sit there and go, what the hell do I do with this? And a lot of times people are just trying to look, get to the end result without figuring out really what path they really need to be on in terms of making uh, investing in a way that's going to work for them. You know, asking questions like, should I be investing on my own? Should I do this stuff on my own or should I work for an advisor? Should I be buying individual stocks or should I be buying ETFs? So I'm going to go through all kinds of things, different paths that are available to us as investors and how to figure out what the right path is for you. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about that, share some insights that I think can help you and offer you some opportunities also where we can work together and where I can help you out really formalize uh, your path and identify what kind of competencies and skills you're gonna need and give you an action plan on getting on your investing path and start making this stuff happen. So look for it. Uh, June 27th, uh, 12 noon. If you want to sign up for it, you got to sign up for it. You got to go to my website, sageinvestors.ca. There's a big uh, poster up there. Just click through and just I just need your, uh, just drop your name and email address and I'll send you all the information, the logistics to connect to the web, to, for the webinar. And I'd really love to see you out there and uh, more than happy to answer questions about, about this whole this investing stuff. And uh, because ultimately I want to get, uh, what I do is uh, helping people find their investing path. And so this is a, uh, a talk that I do that really kind of crystallizes a lot of things and people that I, when I've delivered it um, feel like they have a little bit of uh, clarity in terms of what kind of path that they really they should be on. Uh, so I look forward to, uh, I'll be talking more about it in upcoming podcasts and upcoming uh, posts. So that's all I got for you this week. A little bit of a uh, audible. 
Um, that's fine. We'll go back to our original topic that I was going to talk about. We'll do that probably ne- in the next episode. So thank you very much for listening uh, to another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amin Reina, and again, I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. Thank you so much for listening. All our episodes are on iTunes, so feel free to go on there, search for Sage Investors, and subscribe, and leave any comments, feedback that you have about the program. I'd be happy to hear. Uh, be much appreciated. And uh, so that's it. So hopefully we'll catch you. Well, thank you for joining us, joining me, and we'll catch you again another time. Take care. Bye-bye.